0: Welcome back to another episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton, and we come at you weekly to talk all things Buffalo Bills. And this is going to be a great show today because we're coming off a victory over the dreaded Kansas City Chiefs. And the topics that we have got to talk to you about are the fact that Von Miller earned his paycheck. Leslie Frazier cooked up something good. The running game got rolling, and there are some big newt thoughts about what's going on around the league and how it affects the Buffalo Bills. Big Newt, welcome back, buddy. Good to talk
1: to you, man. It's always good to come back off of a big win, bro. I mean, going to Kansas City, win another—I would say pivotal game. And I think so, yeah. Because I, once again, man, I attended Missouri Western State. University, an hour outside of Kansas City. So I have a lot of friends that I went to school with I still keep in contact with, fraternity brothers and all that stuff. And I I get ribbed, you know. It's, it was like, oh, y'all beat us in the record season, but we beat y'all when it counts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's important that we get the win. That's fine because we don't – this is becoming a rivalry. It's becoming a rivalry because we're going to have to go through each other to get to where we want to go. And that's what creates rivalries in the NFL, right? And so we have to prove that we we are able to go there and win. And we've done it. And they're like, well, you didn't beat us when it counts. Well, okay, that's fine. That's true. Because because this is pivotal to where now if we keep trending the way we are, then you're going to have to come to Buffalo now. you're going to have to come to Buffalo. And that's the difference. So that's how I look at it. It was a great game. Very exciting. Um, And we'll talk about it, but I didn't really care for the officiating. But besides that, man, (laughs) it was awesome. And plus it was nationally televised. So you always like getting that national attention.
0: For the second week in a row, we had CBS's number one team calling the game, which when is the last time that happened? I know, right? And my wife hates Tony
1: Romo. I think he gives great insight he does. His voice is squeaky, though. Yeah. She was, like, she was making fun of me. And I am like, that doesn't bother me. I guess I'm so locked in on a game. Like, I, that doesn't bother me at all. I,
0: I can understand how you wouldn't like the way he sounds. And <laughs> I've got a question. Everybody complains about how boring Joe Buck is as a play-by-play announcer. Why does nobody talk about how boring Jim Nance is? Yeah. Like he's totally unremarkable. hmm Anyway. Right. So I think that what we can agree upon at this point is that the Bills and Chiefs are very evenly
1: matched with each other, aren't they? I think so. If you look at the roster, I feel like our roster right now is probably better. Um, But when you have Mahomes, man, it's like one of those things where Mahomes does things off script. And when Mm -hmm. it looks good, it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? He does things that people in the league can't do. Mm -hmm. But then you saw on Sunday, it kind of came back and bit him. Um, The pick in the end zone with Elam, you got to just throw that away. Yeah. And then, obviously, the last uh, pick by uh, Johnson. And it was like, sometimes, I mean, when it's going, it's beautiful. But then when it's not, then it could come back and kill you. And I think that's what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Well, the final interception that really iced the game for the Bills is something that I did want to get into because that really breaks into the defensive scheme that Leslie Frazier put together Mm -hmm. for, for the Bills' defense. And it was interesting because it changed during the game. I don't know if you noticed that. Okay. What they started out doing was they had reserve cornerback Saran Neal matched up one-on-one with with Travis Kelsey. And through the first couple drives, very clearly, that did not work. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey was going off. Saran Neal was committing penalties. Right. And then the Bills did something that was very interesting. I had to do a solo podcast on Sunday for Believe. And the thing that I said, now, I'm only bringing this up because it's like the only smart thing I've ever said. I said, I want to see the Bills switch to a three-man pass rush and have one extra person on the field, either linebacker or defensive back, to be a spy on Patrick Mahomes. Don't you know that's exactly what they did, and that's what sort of turned around their defensive fortunes?
1: I agree. It was so many times, and it got so frustrating watching this game, Uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he's excellent and just buying time in a pocket. And then when he scrambles, man, he looks, I don't, is it just me? But he just looks so unathletic. Like, you, <laughs> you look at him and you think, like, when you look at Lamar, I can see it. When you look at Hurts, I can see it. When I see Josh Allen, six five six six two forty, I see the athleticism. When I just look at Patrick Mahomes, I just see his brother, like, TikToking. I see his wife. Like, I don't, you know, but dude's cold, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, I I know he's athletic because his dad, I believe, played in uh, Major League Baseball. So I guess he has some genes. But when he's scrambling, it just looks so, like, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you know what I'm trying to say? I'm sorry. I, I just, I can't put my finger on it. And it just gets so frustrating. I'm like, well, somebody hit this dude. So you were right. And going back to Saran Neal, you couldn't help but notice Saran Neal because he, I, he, I think he had what, two or three holding calls? So you couldn't yeah. help but. So we had to get out of the man defense because you're right. He was uh, the tight end was torturing us. So we had to do something different. So we went to more zone concepts. And like you said, Matt Milano did a wonderful job spying. So when he got off his mark, okay then not necessarily blitzing, but once he starts moving, then you shadow him and you move with him. So I think that was an excellent adjustment. You're right, by Leslie Frazier. And in the, fi- the final
0: play on defense was something that I've watched a little bit of film study on, and it's really a sight to behold. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN yes. does a great yes. breakdown of it. I and, saw that, yep. and, and for you listeners, it starts with the defensive line. They have Von Miller lined up on the left hand side of the defensive left hand side of the line, right hand side of the offense. He comes off the ball and spikes inside for the express purpose of making Patrick Mahomes roll out to his right, the defense's left. Well, they had Matt Milano as a spy, and he was designed on that play to come around the outside of the line and go after. Patrick Mahomes, that's exactly what happened. But there was something interesting happening on the back end of the defense too, which is on the defensive right-hand side of the field, they were playing man-to-man coverage. On the left-hand side of the field, they were playing zone. Zone. But the way it looked at the snap, it appeared to be man-to-man coverage. Right. And Mahomes didn't pick up on that. A brilliant design by Leslie Frazier. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's face it. That was a very complex defense that confused possibly the best quarterback in the NFL and a guy that might go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in history, confused him on that play, which allowed Taron Johnson to have another big interception, which is what the guy does.
1: And I think that leads to the fact that we have continuity. Yes. Um, when you're not plugging in too many new people, you got the defensive coordinator come back. Now you can expand on your playbook and different concepts. And you're right, man. I seen that, and that was brilliant. You know, and to fool one of the best, and, and, and make no bones about it, Patrick Mahomes, once again, if he continues on this trajectory, stay healthy, he will be a Hall of Famer. All right. But the wonderful thing about it is we might have one on our hands also. Yeah. I know, right? Oh my goodness gracious, Josh Allen, I love this dude, and and you know me with my Heisman moments. I'm a college football guy, even though Notre Dame's getting whooped by now. We lost a bad game to Stanford that night, so that's why I knew Saturday night, the sports guys was going to bless me with a win on Sunday. After <laughs> a Devastating loss to Stanford, but uh, but I digress. But um, Josh Allen, man, he might have had a Heisman moment. All right, it's certain when you talk about Heisman moments, it's certain guys that win the Heisman, you could point to a play where, hey, that's when they won the Heisman. Right. And I tell you, six games win, six games in, right before uh right before our bye bye week. Okay, you're leading the league and uh passing and you jumped over a whole six two human being. <laughs> okay. And we've seen this before. We've seen it before. He's done it, and and once again, I don't like it. No, I'm gonna study. I'm gonna keep ringing the bell. and I'm sorry, y'all. I know y'all like, hey, don't be talking about negative stuff today and all that stuff. Everything's good. I'm looking for the long term because I want to win super, multiple Super Bowls. I want to be. I want Josh Allen to be my guy for 20 years. You mm-hmm. can't jump over six foot in human beings continuously. <laughs> okay. Ask Cam Newton. We have never seen it. I hope he, I hope he breaks the I hope he breaks the trend. I hope he's an outlier, but I want to keep him safe. Okay. But I tell you, the positive part about it is he might he's already beat uh Lamar Jackson. Okay. He went to Kansas City and beat Mahomes. He's, he's been the front runner all year and he just continued to rack up wins. So now it's, uh, Vegas got the eyes on. is him number one and Hurts number two. Hurts got to pay his dues. He got to do it for longer because it isn't necessarily what you do this year. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you need to be a contender, you know what I'm saying, so it don't just look like a one-off. Unless right. you're just breaking records. Like Lamar Jackson, when he won, MVP, he was breaking astronomical records. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Josh Allen because he's paid his dues he's finished number two before as long as we keep winning he keep this pace he'll be the shoe in i I agree with that because
0: when you're when you're looking at the rankings as I was recently, it looks like the bills are really in in the driver's seat and they certainly are in the AFC because they have beaten the number two ranked number three ranked and number four ranked teams in the AFC by record at this point. Now it's a long season and there's a lot of 500 teams in the league right now that are going to start winning games over the course of the year. And they're going to get hot. You're going to see, you're going to see the, the Ravens start winning their close games and you're going to see, uh, you're going to see the Bengals start playing better. But, as of now, the Bills basically have a two-game lead because they are a game up on Kansas City and they win the tiebreaker. Right. And when you talk about going for MVP, right. those Heisman moments, yes. He, But the thing is, when, when Allen jumps over people, he's hurtling them. He's kind of straddling. And here's what concerns me the most about doing that. I worry about his family jewels.
1: I was about to say, getting hit in your Johnson, huh? Yeah, yeah. You could take a helmet to the Johnson.
0: Uh, the guy has not procreated yet, that we're aware of, and we would really probably be depriving the world of a miniature Josh Allen if he takes a, a, a big lump to the groin there. Right, and we don't want that. Like no, I said, don't. I don't,
1: I don't want Josh Allen to get hurt in any way, whether it's knees, ankles. ACLs are even to the, you know, nether regions.
0: <laughs> but let's also talk about the Bills ranking for a second. Do you know they rank number one in both offense and defensive, defensive adjusted value over average? Yes. Number one mm-hmm. I saw in the that NFL. Also. Yes. But they only rank 28th in rushing DVOA.
1: Right, yeah, they got to do better, right? Well, let's talk about rushing. The last couple of weeks, we've been okay, right? I mean, yes. we've, we've been. I feel like we've been like serviceable for the most Absolutely. part. Absolutely, um, Singletary once again, man. He had a decent game on the ground: seventeen rushes, eighty-five yards, at five yards a pop. His mm-hmm. longest was fourteen. I felt like he was moving the ball well. He was. Um, Josh Allen, twelve rushes for thirty-two yards. That was a little low for him, Mm -hmm. you know. Two point seven yards a carry, and then James Cook got two carries for eight yards. So uh, the fact that Zach Moss wasn't in there that was a bit surprising. I didn't, you know, I was surprised about that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Singletary has been uh, running the ball well the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, it went from disgusting to um, okay, all right, (laughs) you know. So. Here, to me,
0: is the difference of Singletary running well and not running well. It's when they start putting in the pin and pull concepts where when Mitch Morris is pulling and getting out in front to lead block is when things happen. And let's keep in mind that the Bills lost their starting right tackle, Spencer Brown, in this game. So they were down a starter on the offensive line, but when you get Mitch Morris pulling around the outside... The next thing you know, Singletary
1: seven yards downfield. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Does going back to uh Spencer Brown, does that worry you his injury? Because it yes. could be something serious. He was questionable
0: to come back in the game. And if we weren't coming up on a bye week, I would be more concerned. If that's a sprained ankle, you can probably keep him off of it for two weeks and he'll be all right. If it's something more than that, if, you know, MRI comes back and there's something torn in there, then yes, that, that is going to be an issue because you saw the offense take a step back when Questenberry stepped into the lineup in his place. Mm-hmm. What about you? Does that mm-hmm. give you any consternation?
1: No. No? No. I, I'm I'm cool with Questenberry being in the game. Um, I guess I look at the totality of it, so you got to know the mind of Newt. To, to get that, I'm like, if I have to – if anybody – like, I look at it – I don't just look at Spencer Brown getting hurt. I look at it like, okay, if somebody had to get hurt, who would they want it to be? Right. So, I guess that's how I look at it. So, hopefully he'll be back. And, once again, that's not anything indicative of him as a person, but I just look at the team concept, like, injury's going to happen. So, I just look at it like if anybody was going to get hurt along the offensive line, I'm okay. Mess <laughs> around. Okay, put in Quinzenberry. So, not saying I... I don't want to sound like I'm heartless, like, oh, man, you're a mean human being. I'm just saying, no. Like, for the team, as far as football is concerned, I, I'm cool with Quinzenberry being in there, Even if it's a step back, it, to me, it's not that big of a step back. As if it was Deion Dawkins. He has
0: starting experience.
1: Yeah. And if it was Deion Dawkins, I'd be like, oh, crap. If it was Mission Morse, I'd be like, oh, geez. Now, Greg, uh... Uh, what's the name gets in the game? I'm like, oh, God. All right. That's, so that's how I look at it. So I, I wish you. him well. I hope he gets better quick and I hope he, you know, he's ready. But no, I didn't. When he got hurt, it didn't, I didn't even blink twice. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that's bad, but I don't know. Well, I just don't like it when dudes get hurt in
0: general. And this is not a deep team on the offensive line. So it,
1: everything is a worry to me at, that's
0: at, a, at the moment.
1: Well, I just look at it like, okay, football, you're going to have injuries. So I feel like we're very deep as a team, period. Um, You're right along the offensive line. I just don't think it's much difference between Spencer Brown and David Quisenberry. I mean, I haven't looked up their uh, – looked at pro football focus or their grades or whatever, but I'm sure it's not that much difference. Okay.
0: I would imagine. I
1: ain't going to say sure. I would say I would imagine. But just the eye test, no, I – Along the offensive line, he's probably the one I would sacrifice. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I think we need to shift gears and go back to the defense a little bit and talk about the game that Von Miller had. Two sacks, so, four tackles total, but he dominated.
1: It. It isn't just the fact that he had two sacks. It's when he had the two sacks, too. Yes. They are so timely. He made such a big play, and – once again, man, and everybody like, why do we give Von Miller all this is why we gave Von Miller all that money, bro? And even if it's just for this year and it leads it ends in the Super Bowl, it is more than worth it. I the I, I couldn't agree more. The the things he do, man, and just the pressures he apply, um Towards the end of the game when he dips inside and that gives Milano the uh outside the mirror uh and he pushed uh Mahomes out the pocket. I just love it, man. He he really earned his money and he's one of the NFL leaders in Sacks, man. He's he's incomparable, man. He he's showing it in big games and big times. So I'm just thinking, man, and I still feel like how I felt this summer. It's kind of like I want his snaps to go down. I just want him to be fresh and ready for the postseason and do mm-hmm. this in playoff in the way it's looking, playoff games in Buffalo after a, after getting a buy in the playoffs.
0: Six and sacks I, in six
1: games. Yeah.
0: You couldn't ask for more than that. And you like you said, especially when, when those sacks happened. Yeah. yeah. So here's something interesting. Von Miller starts as the Bills – right defensive t- uh, defensive end. But in the second half of the game, 19 of Von Miller's 22 defensive snaps, the Bills lined him up on the left side, effectively taking Greg Rousseau out of the game. And 22 of his final 27 snaps were from the left. Interestingly, the two best defensive ends on the team both play best
1: from the left side. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unfortunate, isn't it? I know, right? But that just shows how deep we are, and we got talent in uh, it. Uh, we have talent, okay, in some places where we got an abundance of it. So that's awesome to me. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is I want the two best
0: defensive ends to be able to be on the field at the same time because you do take a step back when you have Epinesa in there instead of one of the those two guys, right? That's fair, but what
1: – yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. – that's fair.
0: So what do you do? Do you do you line Rousseau up at defensive tackle sometimes?
1: But what about what about Shaq Lawson? Shaq Lawson's been playing good lately. So that's what you got to look at. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's fair that Greg Rousseau's not in the game, but you I mean, Shaq Lawson needs reps. Yeah, but so he's also wouldn't.
0: naturally a left defensive end as well. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, so that really the only one who it seems comfortable on the right side is Epinesa. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to have great players at every position. Yeah, Not I got a bunch you. of great players at one position.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's interesting that you, uh, you noticed that. But I, I just looked at it like, man, Shaq Lawson played a good game. So Again. it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you got to move guys around and – and I just feel like that's a good problem to have. I, I guess that's how I look at it. It is.
0: Also, game planning. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. For the first time this season, the Bills made heavy usage of 21 personnel, which is either two tight ends or a tight end and a fullback in the game. They used it 33% of the time against the Chiefs. And mm-hmm. the most they had done it uh, previously,
1: 4.2% in a game. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So I guess we wanted to give them something we haven't done all year. Give them something they haven't seen. And Hmm. I would say say it worked because the Bills moved the ball without any problem in the game. I think so. And it's uh, funny. That's why I told you this morning I had to go back and watch the first quarter. Because uh, Jalen had football practice, so I was watching the game on my phone. But you know how it is when you sure. out. It ain't like when you're watching it at home or watching it at the bar. It's like I'm halfway looking at Jalen, halfway looking at the game, halfway. And then people texting me and stuff like, oh. And so uh, it was the turnover that Josh Haller had, which I love the concept. Did you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a RPO. Like you did like a RPO, and then you pitched it at the end. It's just Isaiah McKenzie who – I don't know, man. He ain't really looked that good this week, and uh, and then you got Khalil Shakur, man. I don't know. So, um, but yeah, he yeah. wasn't ready for the pitch, and so I don't know. I just feel like Isaiah McKenzie. I I just like yeah, put in Shakur, man. Put in Shakur.
0: It was a gadget play. I don't know if you needed to get cute inside the twenty that early in the game. Mm-hmm. The fact that on that pitch, the ball hit McKenzie in the face. Yeah, It doesn't make me happy. And something that you'll have to note with him, the turf monster gets Isaiah McKenzie a lot. Mm. And you saw it last year on that kick return against the Patriots where he fell over nothing and fumbled the ball at the same time. Mm. And then you saw him fall over his feet on a fourth and goal, and it would have been a touchdown. But he just fell over himself. Right. I don't know what causes that with him so often, but it happens to him, right? Shakir seems to have much more body control, doesn't he?
1: He's looking good, man, and we know, and we know he's going to be the future. It's yes. just a win, but yeah, Isaiah McKenzie. After watching him, I'm like, all right, man, it's time to get Shakir there, and they did, you know. And I think, he, what do he have? One catch. Uh, Shakir had one, yeah, one catch for 14 yards. He was targeted twice. But I was just like, man, he he looked, I don't know, he just looked apart to me. I was just ready for McKenzie to just take a seat and put him in.
0: I wonder if coming off of the bye that the Bills are going to make some adjustments and what they do at slot receiver is going to be one of those things. I think coming out of the bye, we're going to see less of McKenzie, more of Shakir. I
1: hope so. And my thing is if you if here's what I look at. If you were if you're ready to make James Cook your backup back. And take Moss out, then I don't want to see I'm I do wanna get that hard of a take. I'll just cause I'm like, oh, get rid of McKinsey. I'm not gonna say it because I love McKinsey made plays, bro. So yeah, we just need to get secure on the field a little bit more. He's he's looking good. The minutes he gets, he's looking good. So I McKenzie like is Morehill.
0: a perfectly serviceable number four or five receiver. I don't think I want him in the starting lineup, though. Okay. Incidentally, Khalil Shakir's aunt and cousin were watching uh, football with us down with the uh, DC Bills backers this past two weekends, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yep. How did that come about? I don't know, but I, I guess she works in the area or something like that. Uh, she has this cute little daughter that was wearing a, a Buffalo Bills uh, cheerleader costume, and uh, Shakir's aunt was wearing one of his jerseys.
1: It, it's awesome. She yeah. was really into it, talking just, to everybody and cheering her butt off. I just figured, knowing you, just know, the social butterfly you are, I thought you would kind of you know wander over there and get to talking to them and figure out what the story was. So. I wanted
0: to. I didn't really have an opportunity. Okay. Well, I'm sure if they come back, it will happen. So. Oh sure.
1: <laughs> Knowing sure. you like I know you.
0: Well, she also seems pretty social herself. She was she was talking to everyone. Um. So it'll it'll inevitably happen eventually. Now, if you were there, you guys would have already been best friends and exchanged numbers, and she probably would have invited you over for Thanksgiving because yeah, that's I'm how probably- you are. And then when we score, I probably would have picked her up, so. (laughs) (laughs) Only with enthusiastic
1: consent, my friend. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, it was a great game, man. Um, My question to you is, if we would have lost, would you be able to still say it was a great game?
0: I think the mistakes that they made would have stood out to me more because they, again, were very sloppy. A lot of missed tackles, a lot of penalties, some silly mistakes along the way. But I would still feel okay about it because he who laughs in the playoffs laughs longest. True. And, And you know these two teams are going to be the last two standing. It's just shaping up that way.
1: It's going to be, like I said earlier in the show, it's going to be interesting to see if Kansas City can come to Buffalo in the AFC Championship and win I'm sure they can. We've proven we can win in Kansas City, but can they come as a? Because I'm sure they're going to be an underdog. Can you come to Buffalo? Because we were favored. We were favored uh, this weekend, right? Yes, Vegas the first time in Mahomes' career, he's right. been a dog at home. He's been a dog at home, and we covered. So can you come yeah. to Buffalo as if we're if we were a three point favorites in Kansas City? You gotta think we're gonna be a six, seven point favorite in Buffalo in the wintertime. Well, it's on the worth road? three
0: points. So if you're if you're a four point favorite, if you're a three point favorite on the road, you're six point favorite at a neutral site, which
1: makes you a nine point favorite at home. Something like that, yeah. That doesn't sound right. I think you get three points for being at home. So if you if you get three points from being home and they were a two point underdog, that's really saying if it was in Buffalo, it'd be five or six points. Well, if it was a neutral site, it would be five,
0: and then you add three on top of it to the home team.
1: Well, why would it be a neutral site unless it's in a Super Bowl? I guess. That's well, well, that's just it. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So you're going to be, according to your numbers, you're going to be. A nine point. I don't think Kansas is going to be a nine point dog.
0: No, let's no just way.
1: let's just err on the cautious side and say six or seven. That's more realistic. Yeah, um, I, I still think that would be way too big of a spread. I, I don't. Yeah, that's that a lot, right?
0: <laughs> I, I don't think people would be putting money on that spread with right. these two teams, right? And you know, something that I I did talk about on the Sunday morning podcast is we are seeing an absolute renaissance of great young quarterbacks. Yes. And these two teams at, at this moment in time have the best two of the young quarterbacks. This is, you asked me if I would have enjoyed the game, even if the bills lost. And and the answer is yes, because
1: we saw some great football. And that's why I was listening to the post game show uh, with Nate Geary and he, that's what he said. He was like, "Man, even if we would have lost, I would have thought that this would have been great." And it's like, I don't know. And that's why I'm like, "Okay, reach out to us on Twitter. Y'all know our Twitter handles at uh, Big New Eight underscore New. Let let me know how you feel because I'm telling you, that's why I said once again. I had, you text me this morning like, what time you want to record? I'm like, I want to watch the game again. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, once I got home from practice, I sat out and watched it, and I was on edge. And then when Dawson Dunst caught the touchdown, and he looked up, you know, because we all know the story, he lost his brother uh, not too long ago. I felt, I felt that as being somebody who has lost his brother. And I remember going back. I was in college my freshman year, and I went back. I took a week, went uh, home to St. Louis, and then coming back. And it's like, okay, you know how you feel when you do that. So you make a big play. It's like, yeah, that's for you. I, I, that resonates with me. So, But I still – so I was happy for him in that moment. Yes. All right. But I was like, they got 90 seconds or something like that, right? Wasn't yeah. It like a minute and a half. So yeah. now my tensions quickly turned to that. Like Mahomes could drive out of field and score. But I'm like, is he going to score a touchdown? Because just think about the series before halftime, how he drove out of field and they kicked the uh the 68-yard or sixty. 60- Whatever the hell it was, sixty-two yarder, sixty-two yard, but they probably could have went eighty yards, uh-huh. um, field goal. So I'm like, this two could drive down the field and score. You know what I'm saying, dude? In you give them seconds. one minute, they yeah. could score four times, right? You know what I'm saying. So my, so I still didn't enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't enjoy it like I should have. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. the
0: INT happened. Yes, it did. That was a big play,
1: right? Ryan so it comes up big in big spots, man. I tell you, the Bills made
0: two, three excellent plays, right, all on that final play. It, it was, it was the darting inside by Von Miller on the pass rush. It was Matt Milano coming around the top. It was, it was Taron Johnson taking a great angle to the ball it was a great call by Leslie Frazier the defensive coordinator it was that, that's what you do man it yeah. was it was that's a great what play like. that's all what the way around
1: like. yeah that's what it looks like and it, and it, once again we look like the number one defense in that in that series man and it was been don't break I know it's frustrating to see uh Travis Kelsey uh mm-hmm. you know uh making all those catches and it's like can we guard him eight catches for 108 yards even though we kept him out the end zone. But it's more, bend, but don't break. And and it worked. And uh, But, yeah, I was scared. That's why I was like, oh, crap, what are we going to talk about if we lose this game? He dried out again. Oh. But then when Terrence Johnson got the interception, man, it was like, oh, my God, yes. And, well, you the, know, the,
0: including the fact that they did it at the end of the first half, if, if they would have done that – at the end of last game, and then twice in one game against the Bills, I I think that it would have been. I was going to use a bad word, but I I, I think it would have been uh, a little mind bending.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I agree, man. You know, so I don't know. That's why I'm like, I don't I don't know. So to answer the question that I just asked you, if we would have lost the game, even though it was a good game. It's still a good game because we won, right? So we've talked about this before, and I want to reiterate this because, once again, Nate Geary talked about it. When you go to a game, is it a good game if you lose? Or or better yet, would you rather go – okay, would you rather I went to – the Miami game and law. No, I ain't going to say Miami game because everybody got hurt. So let's say if we would have lost this game yesterday. It was a great game, right? And let's say we would have lost. Would you rather have went to Kansas City and went to that game or go to Buffalo, put a Pittsburgh game, and we blow them out? That's what I want to ask you. Oh, that is such a hard decision. Um, <laughs>
0: because anytime I go to a game and I have to travel for it and they lose – it, it feels sucks. somewhat like it was a waste of it's time sucks. and money.
1: Like, it sucks. I
0: Going to that Jacksonville game last year that the Bills lost just like wrecked me emotionally for a week. Yeah. So I was like, I cannot believe all the pomp and circumstance surrounding the, the Jacksonville takeover and sp- spending so much money. By the time all is said and done, If you're flying somewhere and you're staying in a hotel, you buy the tickets. Like at the end, you end up spending well over a grand on an experience like that. Right. And then you're like, what for? What was that for? What was that for? Yet at the same time, at the Steelers game, the crowd just sat on their hands in the second half because it was a blowout already. It the second half of that game was freaking boring. Mm -hmm. And that sucks too. But it doesn't suck as bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so it all depends on the – because my friends and I talk about – we've been talking about this for years. When I was always frequenting games, obviously now I don't get to frequent games as much because of my kids' activities. But when I was frequenting games all the time, I would always try to pick the games that I felt like we were going to win because it didn't matter to me. If To me, that's great if you go to a great game and you win. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, uh, uh the Baltimore game. Like I was sitting there watching. I ain't gonna lie. I will tell y'all my flaws. I'm imperfect. I'm an imperfect human being. I disagree, when, but when, okay, you can say that. Yeah, when I was, <laughs> when we were watching uh, the Baltimore game, and I, and it was a point where it was going back and forth. I thought I we're gonna lose, and I was like, well. At least I didn't go out there in the rain. It sucks to be out there in the rain. At least I didn't waste my money because you're right. it has been times where I come home after a loss. You listen to the post game. The traffic is horrendous. You're just mad at yourself, yeah. right? So that's why I kind of look at it. Like I want to go to a game where I want to go to Pittsburgh. Like you said, it's negative the fact that it's boring, but at least I'm not stressed. Mm-hmm. so now i can just drink laugh have fun talk to the people in front of me talk to the people behind me and it ain't you know because you just think when it's a stressful game you don't want to talk you know what i'm saying no, you don't you don't you're just sitting there watching because you're on edge where that a blowout is like oh we laugh at hey come on man let's have a beer okay yeah, i got you like you're it's more of a a party you know i don't know i i don't know The best thing, but the best thing to do is go to a good game against a good team and you win. That's what we all want. Like like Kansas City. I'm sure all those Bills fans and Sal Capaccio posted the post-game video and showed off, you know, at the end of the game where everybody come down front, it was a lot of Bills Mafia there. A lot of them. A lot of Bills Mafia. And then when they got home on an airplane, a private flight um, at 12, 31 o'clock in the morning, Bills Mafia showed up and showed out. I mean, I love that stuff. Oh my God, I love
0: you. Right?
1: <laughs> so I, I love that
0: stuff too, but is that too much in a regular season game?
1: No. No. Because you know why? I'm going to tell you why. It might be too much for me and you, because in my mind, I'm like, okay, man, like I'm not I'm trying to act like new money here, but it really matters in the playoffs. But for those people that go out there, they're enjoying the ride. And that's mm-hmm. something that we, we, you have to do, even if that is not your personality. I want you to enjoy the ride because those people, they were out there when we were losing. Yeah. They were out there when we were against teams were we were losing and then they'll still come out and support them. So you enjoy it. Talk your ish. I'm with you, even though that might not be me. Okay. I, I I like to see that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like skinny jeans. It's kind of like uh, European cut suits. I love small people in European cut suits. My big butt can't get in one. I think I look silly in tight stuff. <laughs> you see all my roles. okay? <laughs> but I love I love the look. So so to answer your question, for you and I, it might be too much. But for them, no. Do do you do it? I'm all for it. Okay. Okay, yeah. but you know it's
0: kind of like the whole acting like you've been there before. H- have the Bills had a big
1: regular season win before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you're right. It, that's the way you could look at it. But once again, we're Super Bowl contenders. That's true. So so, it, so in your my mind, well, I know I'm, a, I'm gonna speak for you, but in my mind, it's all about what we do in January. Me too. It, it, at it, at it, this it, point. It's about yeah, like okay, man. Let's like if it was up to me, and I feel this way about coaching Jalen's twelve U football. Let's just get on. We're undefeated. Let's just get on with the championship. Like if it was up to me, (laughs) play the championship tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I don't know because it's just like, okay, let's just get here now because we're beating everybody by 30, 40 points. Only thing that can happen, knock on wood, is somebody getting hurt or we get a tough game against somebody and play bad. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, okay, man, we're we're the one seed. I wish the playoffs would be tomorrow. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, because the
0: Bills are playing their best football right now and every team goes through ups and downs over the course of the season. At some point, the Bills are going to lose two of three games this year. Because everyone does, and we're going to start asking the question: What the hell is wrong with the team? And we're going to—you and I—are going to sit here talking about it. I'm going to be like, "Newt, damn it! You know what? McDermott lost the locker room, and Josh Allen takes too many chances, and you know, their the sloppiness finally caught up with them. But they have to—you have to be able to overcome that as a team, because every team goes through it. Right. The, the Baltimore Ravens are going through it right now. Yeah. yeah. But guess what? At the end of the year, that is not a team I'm going to want to play.
1: No. Because we know what the Ravens are. They're a solid organization. And they're sitting on top of the uh, division, too. So it very well could happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're so- probably
0: not going to get uh, you know the number one seed, but they're going to be the team that nobody wants to play. Right. So don't rule anybody out. Six weeks in, people.
1: No, and like I said, we talked about this before. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, the Pittsburgh started what ten and O. They yeah. started ten and 0 and then they lost six in a row. And I don't think that's going to happen. We're solidly built, and I think they McDermott, were terrible, though. Yeah, and I think McDermott is getting better and better as a coach with game situations and stuff. And so I don't think that'll happen to us. Once again, knock on wood, long as the injury bug don't hit us again like it did Miami. Um, But it's just those fans circling back and around, those fans are enjoying the ride. And it's just for the most skeptic uh, or pessimistic fans like us, it's hard to enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? because of what we've been through. So I'm all for those people, man. I support you and I love you. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy it. And it's just hard for us
0: to do it. Speaking of Miami, screw those guys. I hope they don't win another game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Miami, but that leads to other things I wanted to talk about, man. The rest of the division, the Jets, okay, their defense, all right? Yeah. Zappy in New England. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? We've got to play both of those teams twice. All right? Do the Zappy uh scare you? Do the Jets' defense scare
0: you? I would say that I am more concerned about both than I was before the year began. Fact. Because let's start with the Jets. We knew that they had some talent on that team. They had a great draft this year. And they have a coach in Robert Sala that people like. And the thought was, you know, if Zach Wilson can develop at quarterback, they might have something. And look what's happening. The talent is it's developing quicker than people expected. Wilson hasn't played an awful lot this year, but they're four and two. Yep. They're yep. tied with the Chiefs for the second best record in the AFC. Right. You have to be concerned about a team with that winning percentage because they're they're winning tough games. I totally agree. Yep. And and you know what? Yeah, you, you can win blowouts, and blowouts are great. Yeah, trust me. I, I like I want a I want the Bills to blow the other team out in every game, but let's be honest. You prove your medal in the close games. Mm-hmm. And if you can show that kind of fortitude, you're probably a team that I, I don't I don't want to mess with. Right. So I usually look at it as though when it comes to divisional games, the Bills will probably split because divisional games are just very difficult to predict. You know each other really well. The familiarity is there. You know each other's tendencies. The blowouts tend to not happen within the division. They're normally tight. I predicted that the Bills would go one-on-one against all of the division opponents this year.
1: Right. Right. We would go three-on-three. That's what I'm thinking. And we already lost to Miami and Miami. Yes, already lost to Miami.
0: So this is shaping up the way I, I imagined it was going to because these fair. teams they I didn't think they were going to be as bad as everybody expected them to be and let's be honest it, a, a lot of it has to do with where the injuries are at the t- at the time that they play but mm-hmm. I I want to be the big brother of the division and never let the little brothers get a chance just right. bury them when you can but yeah I would say I, I would say I'm more concerned than I was. And you asked me specifically about Zappi. I don't know. I don't know about him yet. What What do you think of that? Is it a potential quarterback controversy or is the overall team playing better? I mean, I know Zappi threw for over 300 yards. And they
1: whooping people, man, since he's been in there. Yeah. Um, we all knew coming in that New England was going to play good defense. And it just seems like uh, Zappi is more in control of the offense more than Mac Jones, okay? So that's something that's bothersome because I thought that New England was going to be trash. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. I think I took them for granted. So now I know they're not trash, especially with Zappi on uh, on the helm. But going back to the Jets, Sauce Gardner balling up for yep. defensive rookie of the year. Okay. The only thing I can look at is, was their schedule like ours? Hell no. Okay. They got whooped by the, uh, they got whooped by Baltimore. They beat the Browns. They skeeted by the Browns by one point. We see the Browns ain't good. Okay. They lost to the Bengals. They beat the Steelers by four, who we stomped out. They beat the Dolphins without uh, Tua, forty to seventeen, and then they just beat the Packers, twenty-seven to ten. And now I know this week we got a buy, so we'll come back to you all next week, and we'll talk about the Packers game. I, I what we said it, Aaron Rodgers and them, they have a, a ish show up there. I don't want to curse. They have an issue up there. I fully expect to win that game. It's looking that way. Expect. He he's he, he watching them makes it feel like he's one foot out the door. And but if you're a Packers fan, you can't blame him because you knew that, that he was one foot out the door. Yeah. Right? You decided not to play Devontae Adams. You feel like, hey, I got a quarterback. We can just get anybody to play receiver. No, you can't. Mm. No, you can't. So looking at the Jets, okay, Jets are four and two, and I just look at that, they're a product of a weak schedule. All right. This weekend, they played the Broncos. The Broncos is horrific. And I think it's going to be on CBS at 4 o'clock again. They need to flex that. Can you flex in October? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, you can't. I'm just saying. Because the Broncos have been on national TV the last four weeks. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, because they thought that Russell Wilson was going to be something. So, let's get them out of here. And then the following week, they play the Patriots and then us. So, the record is probably out. And this is what, once again, just looking at highlights and stuff, I haven't sat down and watched the Jets. I just think uh, if we went, if we lowballed it, I would say we would split. But I, I think we could sweep them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we could sweep them. I think if I had to pick now, I feel like we would probably lose one divisional game from here on in. Oh, okay. it, it could be one that against the Jets, one against New England. Because I just think – we, we went through the gauntlet, and the gauntlet is going to – what we thought was going to be the first uh, six games, first seven games, and then we finished that up next week with uh, the Packers. But after that, I mean, what do you look at the schedule? I mean, it's just the Vikings. Who, Who are 5-1. and one. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I ain't going to say that's it because, once again, New England looks formidable. Miami, if they get two or back, they'll be formidable. But I'm just saying, like – Well, I don't know if we're going to run the table. I'm not going to even speak that right now. No, I don't think so. I don't think just because. But would you be if you're favored every game? Why? Why wouldn't you? Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying. It ain't like it's far fetched. If we're favored every game, and we're going to continue to be favored.
0: Well, yes, we're going to continue to be favored. But sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your
1: direction. That's true, but how many times are you thinking it's not going to bounce? Because, once again, we talked about this last week. Are we going to have bad losses again this year, like the Jacksonville game, like that New England game? Could they They'll like have at Pittsburgh. least one? are we going to have those bad losses? There there will be at least one, because
0: there always is when the team just comes out flat. It happens to every team every year. Okay,
1: so you feel like we'll have one of those. I, I feel like we'll have one of those. And then if we wrap up the number one spot, maybe we lose at the end? Because um, we, we're resting guys? Could that happen maybe? That's possible. The last two
0: games are the Bengals and the Patriots. The Bengals have a legitimate shot at beating the Bills. I, I The Bills would be favored. It's Monday night. It's in Cincinnati. It's at the end of the year, end of the season, I should say. You know, that... that to me is a pickem game at this point depending on what is
1: needed within the standings. Now uh, are are we trying to win that game? I don't know. No, I'm saying you're saying it's a pickem game with us trying to win. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh because I I the Bills are a better team and they should be favored in the game. It would not surprise me if they lost. It would surprise me if the Bills lost to the Lions, of course. But, but we've seen it, you know. The during Browns. the during the drought, every year the Bills would upset a team that they were supposed to get blown out by. It just happens, right? Somebody's going to do that. When is Deshaun Watson coming back?
1: Uh, November or sometime? December? I don't. I don't know. Are you? What was his suspension? I, I don't. It know. was right. Hold on. I'll be. I'm gonna look it up. I, I want to know. Uh, um, because they're definitely going to be a different team without him. I know he's better. coming. He's coming back for the Houston game. Remember, we laughed about the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he won't be back when we play him. So yeah, so I'm just looking at it like we got to roll these guys, man. The way the schedule will fall, it'll just be very disappointing for us to not. We play well at the beginning of the year against the tough opponents because not only was it projected the guy, the, the team is going to be good, but we beat teams that sitting at the top of their divisions. Mm-hmm. All right? The Chiefs, okay, the Ravens, uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the Rams are. I don't know if Rams are out west. Well, the Niners are in the lead there. They are. All right. So Okay, so three teams that are sitting on top, and then maybe the Rams is probably second place. So, they this, the front part of the schedule is stacking up like we thought it would, mm-hmm. right? But, man, like you said, dude, come on, dude. Don't lose to the Browns. Don't lose to the daggum Lions. Don't lose to the Bears. They are horrible. Mm-hmm. Come on. So, just don't have bad losses like we had three of them last year. That's all we're saying. I'm with you on that. So, couple-
0: I, I think it stacks up definitely favorably for the Bills, especially if they can start getting some people back, which they, they've already begun doing. And let's see what happens with the trade deadline, too. That is certainly
1: something that we're going to have to examine coming and up. And that's what I wanted to get into real quick before we log off. Trade deadline, November 1st, all right? Rumors having that we're interested in Christian McCaffrey. His contract, four years, $64 million. But the caveat to that is he's only making a million dollars base salary this year. Mm -hmm. So we could get him on a one-year window for almost nothing. What do you think about that? I think getting him and not having to pay him is great as
0: long as your expenditure isn't too much. I would love to have a running back that I can bring in for a fifth-round pick for the rest of the season and then cut or trade to someone else. But running backs – don't have a lot of trade value. Apparently, the Panthers are asking for multiple number one picks, which means they're not if, – if they hold to that, it means they're actually not interested in moving him. Would Would I like to have a better running back on the roster? Yes.
1: He – I saw a statistic. He is um, – he has – this weekend was the 24th time where he had at least 50 yards rushing, and 50 yards uh, receiving – and that's number two all time, only to Marshall Falk, who has like he's done it like 42 times. Unbelievable. All right. He is what we hope the young boy would come become. All right. right. All right. Passive threat, rushing threat. Um, if we could get him, and that was the next thing I was gonna ask you, what do you think you you're willing to give up for him? You said fifth round pick.
0: Fifth round pick.
1: Yeah. What if it was third?
0: No. Okay. So, no, because round. then, because you're only going to have him for a few games at this point.
1: Okay. All right. So you only give up a fifth.
0: All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's what fair. would you give up?
1: I would give up a third. Um, it would make me feel like Brandon Bean is going all in to win now. Okay. And so, if that means sacrificing the future, of making a bad deal, like, because Von Miller, once again, we know that. Christian McCaffrey probably down five million. He's he's yeah. more of a luxury like o, uh, Odell Beckham, who we're going to talk about in a second. But it would make me feel like you're loading up and making a run, like you're going all, like you're pushing your chips all in, but you're only giving up a third-round pick. Now, I'm not giving up a first. I'm mm-hmm. not giving up a first. I, I don't want to give up a second, but I would give up a third to get a Christian McCaffrey to make this run, even if it's a year. Because yeah. I'm telling you, I If it was somebody better than Christian McCaffrey, I would give him a first-round pick. For If it was somebody better. Huh? For eight, nine games. Yes. If it's going to help me ensure that we're going to win, yes. Okay. Yes. Like, and that leads to Odell Beckham. All right. Do you want to get Odell Beckham? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. I, I would like to push Isaiah McKenzie farther down the depth chart. And one of the things that, and it may be, it may be a system thing this year, but the bills have had a hard time moving the chains by throwing to their slot receivers. We definitely don't have anybody on the roster who seems as adept at it as, uh, Cole Beasley was. And I think that that's something that you really need because Josh Allen seems to be settling into the point where he's willing to take the underneath receivers and they're just not there the way they should right. be. They should be his security blanket on
1: any third down play. So Odell Beckham is was to be a free agent. We don't have yes. to give up anything to acquire him. No, you only give up money to get him. Okay, let me ask you a question. If we had to give up something for him, what would you be willing to give up for him? Or is the only reason why you want him is because you don't have to give up anything but money? the that's why
0: i want him Uh, and and i would only do a one-year deal too i i don't think i would sign him long term and i don't know if he would be interested in a contract that isn't a multi-year deal
1: well that's the thing we're gonna find out within the next few weeks if he's ring chasing do he want a ring or is he trying to chase the bag and so that leads to what i was gonna say um On the Colin Cowherd show yesterday, he was discussing, and Von Miller doubled down this weekend saying that Odell Beckham is coming to Buffalo. He's coming to Mm -hmm. Buffalo. That's trending. But he said, and he's out there and he has little, you know, little butterflies whispering in his ear. He says he feels like Von Miller is only doing that to raise the price up because he really knows that he wants to go back to the Rams. Uh, and that, so that would be the multi-year deal that he wants. And he and the Rams came out and said that uh, that wasn't their final offer but they could because they know they're bidding against their sales because they know he bought a house in Beverly Hills. He loves it out there. He don't really want to leave.
0: Right. He doesn't want to leave. And the other story is that the Bills have not been in on Odell Beckham at, at this point. Um, also report that the Rams haven't been in on him, but that's kind of the way they do it. They tend to let the market figure itself out and
1: then come in late when it right. comes to free agents. Right. So I just think to bring this back around, I just think that would be a luxury to have. I would love to have Odell back on. I would love to have Christian McCaffrey. And if I could get both of them, I would sacrifice a little bit of my future. I would give up if I had to. Now we're talking hypothetically. I would give up a first round pick for both of them. Bam! Jesus, there you man. got it. You got a hot. You got a hot take. I I sure do. I I think I think with that I
0: I think I'm out. I don't think I have anything left. I think you just boiled my brain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because now we have more weapons. It makes it feel like you pushing all chips in the table. That's all. I mean, whether it's dumb or not, that's fair. I can live with that. Hit me. Oh, up it's let me really know freaking dumb. stupid. Nobody yeah. would
0: ever do that. I would do
1: that. New ignorant slut. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my. So, last thing, real quick. I saw on Twitter. I can't I don't remember whose handle it was. If you do, let me know. What two players from the drought years would you want to add to this team? And I saw you put Fred Jackson and Ruben Brown. I did, yes. Okay. I did see that and I liked it. Okay. Mine is no question who my two are. Did you see my reply or no? I didn't, no. Okay, good, good. What two players do you think I see? Uh,
0: Do
1: you have any I think
0: you said Jason Peters
1: and Eric Moulds. Oh, good. But no. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say Peters because I feel like Peters would really help this off. So I started to ask the uh, the Twitter, is it two people are sentimental that we would want to win with, or is it two people I think can help this team? I took it as people who would help this team. Okay. And that's why I was thinking about. Okay, then that would be Jason Peters. Yeah. Right? But I didn't. I did two people who I feel like deserves to be a part of this, and it's really three. All right? Um, it's probably Jerry Hughes also he's my honorable mention but the two people I said was Fred Jackson who we all are we all both always talk about how much we love him yep. and my other one and I'm surprised you didn't get this as much as we used to argue about him <laughs> come on Seth Come on, Seth.
0: <laughs> Kyle Williams, huh?
1: Kyle Williams out of LSU. When
0: exactly. it comes to the sentimentality, I, I had a feeling you would bring him up.
1: I was, and, and we talk about our buddy Seth we used to go to Washington games with, man. And uh, I, I was always on Kyle Williams, man. This is where the depths of our despair came. We used to argue about how good Kyle Williams was during the drought. And I was like, man, that dude's good, man. I'm telling you, man, he's gonna be great, man. He's like, man, dude, I hate that dude, man. It's so funny, bro. (laughs) Kyle Williams and Fred Jackson are two that I would add. So do you remember the Twitter handle of the person who said that? I
0: I really don't know. Okay. Uh, But since we're talking about Twitter, I do want to give a shout out to one of our loyal listeners and one of the best follows on Twitter at Stu McAllister. Stu spelled S T U. The guy comments on uh, at least something that we discuss every single week. And, Stu, thank you so much for being out there and listening. And I promise next week we will mention you earlier in the show.
1: There it is, man. You got any plans for the bye week?
0: Uh, No. Yeah. And happy about that.
1: Good. You're just kind of relaxing, vegging out. I got you.
0: That's what I'm doing, man. Uh, Yeah, nothing on the agenda. And I like it this way.
1: I know. That's right. Jalen has homecoming Saturday. Uh, he'll be homecoming king. So, um, Really? Yes. Got what homecoming. is it with your family? I, he, they carry the lineage, man. I was homecoming king at Jitters High back in 1990, man. So they carrying the lineage, man. I don't know. I, man. <laughs> so we got that Saturday night. Sunday, we got the buy. So I think um, the in-laws will be flying in from Florida on Friday. So... Maybe we'll go to a pumpkin patch or pick apples or do some fall festive Halloween type stuff. So I'm sure I'll be outdoors. So <laughs> trying to spend time with the family while we have bi week. So get some there, vitamin D. Yeah. Love it, man! It's a little, it's getting cooler. This is big man weather, so it's getting cooler. So, hey. <laughs> and I'm cold. I got a sweater on already. I know, right? That's what I'm trying to say, man. This is big man weather, man. Where the bugs are gone. I'm not sweating profusely. So yeah, <laughs> you know. And okay. I got an afro. I got an afro now too. So yeah, I saw right. that in the picture. It Looks great. Yeah. Thanks, man. I I grow my hair out once a year to let people know I'm bald because I choose to be. So yeah, And I told my football team I'm not going to get a haircut until after we win the championship. Ooh, you picking that up to make it nice and tall? Yes, I am. I love it, man. I got my stays off-road just like I had back in the 80s when I had a jerry curl. You know, I'm spraying that to moisturize it. So, yeah. You had a jerry curl? <laughs> oh. no, no, I didn't have a jerry curl. I'm just playing. I just think it's funny. I use the stuff that, you know, the little spray people used to use with the jerry curl. But that's that's before your time, man. You don't know no, nothing about jerry, curl, jerry curls. Dude, I'm two years younger or three years younger than you. Oh, you just look so young. Man. I just you forget. I would be thinking you're in your 30s. Yeah,
0: it's because I have my hair. <laughs> um yeah, just let your soul glow. Just let your soul glow.
1: <laughs> Buddy, wrap Follow it up for us. Give us a song, baby. Enjoy the bye week. Get out, enjoy time with your family, and we'll get ready for the Packers next week, y'all. Hey, 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 hey.